0: Hi everyone, welcome to another edition of the Dr B show. Interview the great Jack Sepulveda and everything he's doing up in upstate New York. Jack is a personal friend of mine. Worked together a long time ago and also played two-hand touch football a long time ago as well and softball and everything between. So hopefully you enjoy the episode with my childhood friend Jack Sepulveda. Take care. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Dr. B Show. You know who I am, Dr. B. I'm here with the great Jack Sepulveda. Jack, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Dr. B. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Anytime, anytime. Thank you. So let's uh, let's jump right into it. So tell everyone about yourself.
1: Well, it's a, it's, it's a pleasure, first of all, to be here with you all, and thank you. I appreciate the time to be on the show and talk to you a little bit about myself and a little bit about my entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, to tell you a little bit about myself, what can I? where can I start? I can start by saying that uh, I'm a trained dietitian. That's uh, pretty much what my degree is. And in the last 15 years, I've been able to meet, marry nutrition and food service together in a very special niche, which is regulatory compliance. Uh, So in the world of uh, quality control and brand standards, and uh, what I've been doing for the last 15 years is providing uh, brands and in the food industry, for example, food service establishments and manufacturers with regulatory compliance consulting, uh, mostly food safety related uh, um, consulting at the at the food service establishment manufacturing level, and what. What I'm here to talk to you about is about Orange County Food Tech, which is a workforce development program here at SUNY Orange. And it's it's been my new endeavor where I've been working in the SUNY and CUNY systems to put together culinary, food, beverage, and hospitality programs in the world of workforce development.
0: I love it. I love it. Totally love it. Speaking of dietitian, so you got exposed being a dietitian at Queens College back in 2008. Tell us about your why. Why did you pursue pursue this
1: It's interesting out of out of um, high school, I went to a vocational art school, uh, the high school of art and design and graduating from high school. I didn't really know what direction I wanted, but I've always been uh, very active physically and into sports. I have played baseball throughout my uh, childhood, and I figured I would go to Queensborough Community College to become a physical ed teacher. And, um, you know, going through the, through those motions with my associates in science, I found myself in a position where I needed to do one more year in order to get my AA, um, my AAS, uh, the Associates in Arts and Sciences, and in particular education. So at that point, I was at the, uh, I was in the counselor's um, office, and I say, well, how can I finish school this semester? And they say, well, you can transfer to Queens College, and I was like, well, well, what can I learn there? And it was like, well, you can go straight there and then pretty much take liberal arts. And that was like, well, you know, I really want to go to school for a little bit more at that point, I was, I was, I had a small job at General Nutrition Center, GNC, and I was located on 54th and 1st. So it was semi-residential on the kind of midtown east side of Manhattan. And what I found myself doing there was helping individuals. A lot of the residents would come in and say, hey, Jack, you know, uh, you know, I'm having this issue. Uh, What's good for that? What vitamins, what, what, uh, what, pretty much uh supplements I can take for this and that really kind of sparked this interest in 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 health and wellness and that's really where I would say my passion for for nutrition stemmed from was from that job at General Nutrition Center, and that really made sense for me at that point when I was uh, transferring into the four year uh, program uh, at Queens College, and I decided to go into uh, nutrition, and so I, I got in in a, a bachelor's of arts in in, in dietetics, uh, and I went through my dietetic internship rotations. Uh, um, where I really kind of, at that point, found my niche, which was a lot of community-based preventive nutrition.
0: I love it. I love it. Uh, you did mention you're the executive director in the beginning of the Orange County, right? Food tech. We'll get to that shortly. But you've also had roles at the American Diabetes Association, Yeshiva University, equishore Shore, Bornstein Caterers, with that all that all these roles you obviously started your own business tell me how did all that experience help you in in starting your own business today
1: Eat That's a good people. question Dr. Mm-hmm. B um really you know my my professional career has been quite diverse and, and but at the same time has has really taken on a a a path uh that has led me to where I'm at today and 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 that diverse experience with working with not for profit organizations like the American Diabetes. In particular, I was a, uh, I was in the Latino Initiatives Committee where I was a committee member there. I, assisted a lot with the signature events like Feria de Salud, the Expo event, where I really brought in my expertise in food and beverage. Um, and so I did a lot of um, nutrition education and a lot of um, healthy eating cooking demos. And and so with that experience and my experience in the community doing a lot of community-based nutrition, it led me to a lot of other opportunities. Um, Now, on the other side of of things with Yeshiva University, in particular, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, and I spent about 10 years um, in and out of research studies at Columbia University as well, where I really found this, this passion for behavioral nutrition sciences and 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 in particular preventive nutrition so I worked on a lot of research studies as as the project um, coordinator as the nutritionist um on 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 the research uh, um uh team and that really gave me again that really it gave me an insight on analytics on on more of a public health standpoint um and it really showed me that I wanted to work in a community and I really wanted to understand uh, what behaviors are are involved on why people choose to eat the things they they eat or why uh, what's the difference between what people eat and f- how physically they are with with and the connection with um, with with disease. And culture, and so that in itself it really gave me a better, broader understanding of of what I I'm passionate about, which is behaviors and nutrition, and understanding on an epidemiological uh, standpoint um, why why folks or have certain disease, why uh, certain ethnicities have are more prevalent to certain disease, and why people choose to eat the things they. Do right, um, and 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 so uh, when I mentioned diversity, is in my in my career path. Um, on the other spectrum of things, is is my passion for food beverage and regulatory compliance consultant and that's where my experience with Ecolab uh, lays uh, where I spent approximately 4 years with with EcoSure Ecolab um this global company that is known for chemical and pest elimination services, but then they have a sector of their business called EcoShore, where it provides quality assurance and brand standards consulting. And so I spent about four years going up and down from uh, Long Island, and I was part of a 13-person team that covered From New Hampshire to Baltimore. And we really, what we did was second party auditing and corporate auditing, uh, for, for all the franchisees, uh, you know, so from Starbucks to McDonald's to Burger King's, I've been in these, uh, restaurants and. Marrying all this information about nutrition education, right? That experience with nutrition education, and now marrying it with uh, food and beverage uh, third-party auditing, uh, in particular food safety. I was able to start Ecod Consultants, a company that that I built since two thousand nine. Since two thousand nine, where we provide food safety uh, and regulatory compliance consulting, and what I focus on is small to medium-sized uh food service establishments and manufacturers. And what makes me successful is, is that one, uh I've been in their shoes, I've been at the servers' shoes, I've been at the management, I've been at the uh district manager, and and, and and I love education, and I and I am a good educator. So when I walk in there to help these small, medium-sized manufacturers and food service establishments to stay in compliance, uh, regulatory compliance, I'm not only telling them what's wrong, but I am telling them why it's wrong and how they can fix it, and providing their staff um, education. And so that's what's really made Eat Good Consultants uh, um, a a successful company in in that world of uh regulatory compliance and has opened a lot of doors has allowed me to sit down with a lot of business owners um, restaurant owner operators uh to help them not only with their with their brand but how to stay in, in in compliance
0: love it thank you so why'd you start or eat good consultants what was your what was your why but well,
1: tell me tell me a little bit about that you know the 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 why was because there were there's i found a need for those smaller you know owner operated food service establishments you know in my neighborhood or in the in the new york city tri-state area that may not be able to may not be able to financially uh sustain Programs provided by, you know, let's say the bigger brands that provide regulatory and brand standard compliance, for example, Ecolab, they might not be able to afford that. And then also there, there's there's a language barrier. A lot a lot of these smaller uh, businesses, and 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 not just your brick and mortar business, but your mobile vendor, your street vendor that is looking to grow. Uh, in the food industry, but may not have the financial means, may not have the regulatory uh, education to to be able to stay in compliance. And I found that these folks are the ones that that really need the most help and that there was not that much resources out there helping these smaller uh, um smaller establishments and therefore I decided to, to really focus on small to medium sized uh manufacturers and food service establishments because I knew that there was a need. I, I would I would hear it all the time. Well I don't I don't know what Ecolab is or Jack. I don't know what what um what health codes i need to stay on top of and and you know what uh, half of my staff only or half or all of my staff doesn't speak english and can you come in and do a a workshop for us in spanish and um you know so i found that need and i and and uh being latino myself um i and being from and being an immigrant myself a first generation immigrant here me and my parents found ourselves in uh um Overcoming a lot of hurdles because of the of the language barrier, right, or just not knowing how to navigate through the system. So I I I found something passionate about that for me, and that's really where where I lay with my business and who I try to help.
0: Love it, love it. All about trying to helping folks, right? So everything kind of connects. So I want to take a I want to zoom out for a minute, a little bit, and take a thirty thousand foot. So. I was doing some research on your background and just wanted to get your opinion on something. So, the, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, there's been over seven hundred thousand deaths, right, uh, from folks you know, uh, from our 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 population, the Hispanic population, from stroke, diabetes, and heart conditions, right? I'm gonna read you a couple of stats. Just so want to know your opinion on it and what can we do to change that, right? So. 67,914 deaths were from type 2 diabetes, 66,508 were from high sodium, 59,374 were from uh, too few nuts and seeds, 57,000 came from high processed meats, 54,626 came from too few omega 3s, 53,410 deaths caused by low vegetable intake, I'm guilty of that. And 52,000 were from the results of low fruit consumption. So what do you think we could do to
1: help change that narrative? You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, uh, Latinos uh, and... Um, Black Americans have the highest prevalence of 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 the some of these conditions that you have mentioned. For example, heart disease and diabetes. Uh, for example, in the U.S., uh, adults overall has a forty percent chance uh, of developing type two diabetes, and you know, Latinos and Hispanics are leading that. They have a fifty percent chance more, and um, and so this is it's it's an interesting phenomenon. It's we called it the Latino paradox on on why certain Latinos with the same same life uh, characteristics right lifestyle characteristics um one gets uh diabetes and the other one doesn't or one gets heart disease and the other and so there is a lot of um, a lot of understanding there that needs to be done we're doing a phenomenal job now uh researching latinos and and these prevalent diseases um and so uh, what I do want to talk about uh so what I'm saying it's not conclusive, but what I do want what I confidently can talk about is, is that it are some of the lifestyle factors that impact uh, these, this high prevalence and, and that is diet and that is physical activity. I think that these are the two major uh, contributing factors on why this, uh, why diabetes and why heart disease uh, is, is so high in our, in our, in our community and within, within our people. And, and so I, I would say, in general these as a nutritionist i i I owe, I'm a big advocate for increasing our our increasing our diet our diet with more fruits and vegetables less refined sugars um more fiber in our diet and a lot and 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 more physical activity you know and the recommendation in general is for for us to 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 exercise 3 to 5 days per week and or at least take um Ten thousand steps per day, uh, thirty minutes of of moderate or vigorous um, uh, uh, physical activity is the equivalent of. 10,000 steps uh, per day. And then so increasing that, you know, we're, we're, we gotta, we gotta consider our, in the environmental, um, um, attributes as well. You know, we, 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 we eat a lot more today, right? There's more in a, there's more food in abundance today. And, uh, so people are eating more, but then at the same time are not exercising or uh, as much. And that could just, it just simply means uh eating and being and having a sedentary lifestyle right meaning that you know you're probably jumping in your car and you're going from point a to point b and so you're not walking how maybe our predecessors were right how our people from in, in our countries that most likely had to walk um, to work, right? To and from work, or mostly had, uh, physical laboring jobs, right? A lot of us are sitting behind a, a desk now on a computer, really exercising our, our fingers more and our brains more than, than our predecessors were. And, and so these are factors that, that you see, uh, in, in, in the increase of, of some of these conditions that are considered lifestyle related conditions, right? Stress um you know smoking alcohol consumption uh consumption of of foods high in fat high in salt um are known to 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 increase the risk of heart disease and you know overall diabetes as well it's it's very closely related to those factors that increase the risk of of um of um of heart disease and in particular, the consumption of, of refined sugars or having diets high in sugar, you know, the, the, I would say, you know, the kind of the poison is out there is those high sugar content beverages, you know, that, that we might drink 16 to 20 ounces in seconds. Right. And so yeah. I think these are some of the contributing factors.
0: No, yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So, which segues to my next question right so what are some of the initiatives you're working on and and a two-part question and tell us about your role as the executive director of the Orange county food tech uh suny orange
1: uh, amazing question uh dr b you know we i'm here at suny orange here in the overseeing actually i wish you guys could see but i'm on uh, our campus in the new the newburgh campus for the well the Official name is Orange County Community College, and we uh, go by SUNY Orange as well. And we have two campuses: we have campus on in Middletown, New York, and Newburgh, New York. And I am working out of the Newburgh, New York campus, creating uh, a workforce development program that's uh, that's whose mission is to to support growth in the food, beverage, and hospitality sector for those folks that are underemployed or job seekers that are living in low income. So in 2019, we created a a vision, a new vision for food industry-based workforce development to support those job seekers and those underemployed folks that were living in low income uh, through career readiness, through nutrition education, through uh, workforce development and in food industry specific uh, uh, training. And so since 2019, then COVID hit, that really slowed things down. But uh, the board that was created for this 501c3 organization were steadily working and and building a lot of momentum in the private and public sector, uh, and, and we're able to raise uh funds to be able to pretty much bring this program to life. And, and so I came on board about 10 months, 10 months ago to operationalize this vision that they have. And so I'm working as the executive director for Orange County Food Tech to bring forth a lot of what I've been doing for the last six, seven years in the CUNY and and SUNY systems, which is through the continuing education departments, I've been providing a lot of these industry-based and recognized certificate trainings. So like Serve, Save, American Hotel Lodge and Educational Institute, the New York City Food Protection Certificate Training, and on the manufacturing side, a lot of that HACCP, GMP, and SQF training. And so, these are non-credit certificate-based trainings that folks can Take. they don't have to ha- they have they don't have to have a degree or they don't have to enroll in college they can just be able to sign up for these non-credit degree programs and courses and in in a, in matter of hours uh self-pace online or even here on campus they can take these courses and that leads to certificate but in turn they could go back to their job and say hey I have now a surf safe manager certificate or I have the New York City Food Protection Certificate, or I'm HACCP certified. Uh, can I get you know fifty a dollar more, or can I now be qualified to apply for this um, for this new position? And so, what we're doing here is providing those. Um, those marginalized communities and folks that might not necessarily uh, be interested in a full degree, an opportunity to upskill and obtain a certificate training. And so with that, what we're doing is coupling it with on-the-job training. So what we have now, or we're about to launch through a congressionally funded uh, grant is a 14-week uh, workforce development program and where we bring folks through eight weeks of uh, of training that includes career readiness, three food industry certificate trainings, and six weeks of paid on-the-job training where we will be paying $15 an hour for them to train uh, to get some hands-on experience. The hope is that these this industry advisory council that consists of some of the bigger uh, f- of food manufacturers and food service uh, and hospitality uh, purveyors here in Orange County. The hope is that they test drive these folks for 16 weeks on our funds, and then they hire them full time. And so that's our mission, to be able to upskill folks and give them tools, quick, Non-credit degree programming and training that can lead to an advance in in, in job uh, in jobs and and sustainable wages.
0: Great, uh, amazing initiatives, uh, especially in the food service business. You know me, uh, long long previous previous life uh, working in that in that business. But uh, one, one final uh, final two questions: What are if someone wanted to? Um, Put together a curriculum or initiative on 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 food service uh, on
1: on on what you're doing. How can they uh, reach out to you? Amazing! Thank you for asking that. It, it's a great timing right now for those industry leaders that are looking to give back to the community or to become educators and work within uh, the college uh, um, sector. Uh, right now, what we're doing is providing opportunities for for folks to develop curriculums to instruct some of our training uh, training programs so if you have a surf safe certificate or you're interested in teaching food safety um career readiness uh, skills like hard skills computer literacy soft skills like uh, uh um you know hospitality and and guest experience training let us let me know you can reach out uh, reach out to me via the info at food, at ocfoodtech.com. And so that is info, I-N-F-O at ocfoodtech.com. Or you can reach out to me via courses at ocfoodtech.com. Uh, So courses at ocfutech.com. If you're interested in taking a uh, free training with us, if you meet the eligibility criteria, or if you're interested in teaching or becoming part of this amazing uh, workforce development program that's going to provide a lot of upskilling opportunities to to marginalized communities, um, please reach out.
0: Jack, thank you so much for your time. We were able to cover your history, your career, getting into some like uh, changing the world with some stats, and uh, really appreciate your time here today. Thank you so much, Jack, for being here.
1: I appreciate it, Dr. B. thank you. I'm, I'm super impressed with all the work that you do. Uh, even just having this show a platform for folks like myself uh, that can be able to share a little bit of what we do, just our little green to 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 the big to the big pot, right? And that's there's so much needs uh, for young entrepreneurs. For the workforce in, in in general to to be able to uh, have folks like you that that are out there upskilling um, individuals and businesses, and so having this opportunity to be here with you and sharing a little bit about uh, what I do in my community is is just you know a, a humbling experience, and um, you know happy to be here to share a little bit of what I do, but also be able to help you leverage your program and everything that you do so i hope that we can be able to connect and uh uh, in some capacity to continue to do what we do individually and collectively to help our community our latino community but as well as those young professionals that are looking for mentorship guidance or even consulting
0: that's right that's right we're going to change the world one day at a time so thank you jack for your time really appreciate your kind words thanks so much you're welcome it's a pleasure Jack Sepulveda, everybody. Thank you so much. Hi, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the episode with Jack Sepulveda, my childhood friend. And he's doing amazing things in upstate New York. And I hope you picked up a tip or two. Take care and remember transform your way to success.